Hey, I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And welcome to Going Pear Shaped on AudioEntropy.com, a podcast about eh, just kind of whatever we feel like. So hey, Matt. Yo. You had something you wanted to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about the 90s. Do you remember the 90s, the, ni- the period of time between 1990 and 1999? No, no one remembers the 90s. No one ever thinks to ask if anyone remembers the 90s. 90s nostalgia is completely just, it, can, it cannot be mined for any material. No one has ever done anything uh, about or concerning the 1990s. Oh. And how, how dare you suggest otherwise? I guess we don't have a podcast then. Fucking shit. Do you have a backup right. topic? No. All right, but seriously, the 1990s, the 1999, that period of time happened. It was actually a relatively good period of time, at least for the United States. I mean, we didn't get landlocked in a war in Iraq and Afghanistan. We didn't have a bunch of fucking terrible... Bill Clinton was an okay president, and also kind of a not-okay president. And uh, so- Sonic happened. Sonic did happen. Sonic did happen. Do you want the other things to happen? What I'm saying is... 1990s is the topic. We're talking about the 90s, 90s nostalgia, pop culture things. Terminator 2 happened during the 90s. That movie was fucking sweet. We can talk yeah. about Terminator 2. So so kind of what we were being sarcastic about a little bit ago, uh, 90s nostalgia is kind of a big thing right now, and like I, I kind of want to examine why a little bit. Yeah. And like sort of the, the, the common knowledge, I guess, the... The, the generally accepted theory is that the shit goes in 20-year cycles, and I'm, I'm kind of inclined to agree because... I'm inclined to agree with that, yeah. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's because of just the ages people get to when they become, like, the primary demographic that consumes media, but also, like, just, just based on, like, when I think back to the 90s, like, one of the big things I remember about the 90s is rampant 1970s nostalgia. Like... You know, like, there was that 70s show was a big thing. Oh my god, that 70s show was a big thing. Holy shit, yeah. I haven't thought about that in years. And also sort of the weird way that, like, so so one of the biggest examples in my mind of jumps out to, yeah, like, yeah, 20 years sounds about right, is there was, a, in the 70s, there was a TV show, maybe you've heard of it, called Happy Days, and it was all about 1950s nostalgia, right? Yeah. And then in the 1990s, this band came along you might also might have heard of called Weezer, and they used Happy Days uh, as the basis for their music video for Buddy Holly. And it's like this, this weird fucking aerobarus of nostalgia fucking eating itself. And I, I think that's kind of where we're getting at. And so, you know, so and I think also, let's let's be real. Things have been kind of shitty lately. Yeah. So just in the world in general. Uh, yeah. So it's got a lot of people thinking back to, you know. And, and and here's the thing, you know, the good old days and a simpler time is always kind of a bullshit concept on some level, but it's got people thinking back like, man, how much better was the world before the turn of the millennium, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had, we, we had doom before the turn of the millennium, but on a more serious note, I Why totally agree. you keep pronouncing agree. it like that? It's weird. Yeah, what? Wait, what? You keep, you keep, you, you keep pronouncing millennium with an M. I, I don't. I don't understand what you're saying. It's 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 excuse me, millennium. I I I don't. I, I'm scared and I don't dude, know what's the, going dude, on. The, the Fresh Prince himself declared that it was the millennium, and oh. I'm not one to argue with a royal decree. I mean, I guess, but I I can't. I I I don't respect authority. 
I'm gonna be honest, dude. I was expecting your reaction to be a groan. I was not expecting your reaction to be utter bafflement. Yeah, no, I was completely confused. I have no idea what the fuck was going on there. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's, that was kind of another also, like, big thing that we were dealing with in the 90s is, oh, shit, it's the year 2000. It's going to be the future. Oh, my God. Or, or possibly the end of the world, question mark? Yeah. I. Oh, my God. Yeah, Y2K was a whole thing that yeah, yeah. wasn't actually that big of a deal. It, it did actually impact some computer operations. <laughs> it, but It did, but, like, let's face it, back into the day, the world was not, like, as you know, linked up and connected and, you know, cyberified. Yeah, well, it wasn't A bunch of computers failing wasn't going to cause the apocalypse. These days? These days, a massive, like, worldwide computer failure simultaneously, that probably will cause the end of the world. Yeah, or maybe not. like, 17 years ago, probably wouldn't have. Or maybe not, hopefully, but yeah. Also, to get back, to kind of get back on, well, we were on track, I guess, but to kind of go back and reiterate my agreement with that point... Um, in the 20-year cycle thing, I remember during, like, the late 2000s, the whole thing was, like, NES-style, like, pixel art games and, like, reboots of that. And now it seems like the video game industry's kind of shifted forwards a little bit, and you're starting to get more reboots and, like, 90s. Like, shit, we have Sonic Mania and Freedom Planet now. Yeah. Which yeah. are throwbacks to, like, those are, like, two of the big ones, and they're more throwbacks to, like, 16-bit games. Yep. I don't know. It definitely feels like 20 years cycle does actually seem right. And that, again, that kind of makes logical sense because if you're five years old and you play something as a child and you really like it once you're, well, fuck, once you're my age, um, you're going to want to go back and you're going to want to play games like that, which is one of the reasons I think Sonic Mania is probably the best game released this year. Yeah. There's actually a lot of I mean, contention like the biggest, there, the biggest movers and shakers in media right now are in their late 20s to, you know, mid 30s. So like yeah that's they're going to be they're going to be trying to refresh you know the 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 days of their youth which is going to be like maybe like the tail end of the 80s on into the mid 90s I would guess yeah I I would definitely agree with that st- uh statement so yeah things that happened in the 90s sonic happened in the 90s uh yeah but i mean like and there's there's all these things that are like coming back um, like, the main thing I'm remembering is, like, reboots of cartoons are happening. Yes. Like, Powerpuff Girls got a reboot. Um, I don't know if this has happened yet. There was supposed to be, like, a t- made-for-TV movie about Hey Arnold. I think that already came and gone. Um, I know there's a, a TV special where they bring back Rocco's Modern Life is coming around the bend. It's supposed to show up sometime next year. Which, boy, that's wild. Fucking Rocco's Modern Life. Did you see yeah. the pre- Did you see the preview for that? I did not. Is it good or is it bad? Oh, shit, it's, DuckTales is coming back, too. Yeah, oh, Dick T- DuckTales is already back. Yeah. Uh, DuckTales is kind of more of an 80s thing, but it was very big in the 90s. That whole, like, Disney afternoon was I, a 90s I, thing. Yeah, I was just about to say, if it was big in the 80s, I wouldn't know that, because I watched a lot. I remember that show being really popular during the 90s. I know, because I watched it. So. But I was yeah. what I was going to say about the Rocco's Modern Life uh, reboot is... The trailer that they had is a whole bunch of jokes uh, that's basically about, like, Rocco, Heifer, and Filbert waking up from, like, a 20-year coma, basically, and, like, like familiarizing themselves with these new modern wonders, and it's all stuff like Starbucks and iPhones, and those are already, like, fairly dated, like, references for things of, like, this is the modern age, and at first that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but then I realized, like, that's kind of always been Rocco's thing, because, like, even during the 90s, there were jokes about, like... We're going to the DMV, or I can't figure out how to work this newfangled vacuum cleaner. Like it was never on the cutting edge. Yeah. So it would. So so it would be weird if it like 
it would be weird if it was like really truly up to date and Rocco was like I don't know talking about shit posting on the internet or something. Yeah, and that was I was going to say that's kind of been the that's kind of one of the appeals there were a lot of appeals. It was kind of one of the appeals of that show's humor is the way it was anachronistic like even back then. Yeah. It was always behind the curve and that's one of the way it derived God, I don't know why. I can't form words today. I can that's swear fine. to God, I can form thoughts and I can be enthusiastic. That's fine, that's I fine. I can't form no words. I do have a bit more of a tangent to go on with, with, with Rocco specifically. Go for uh, it. Because I was thinking about this last night after we kind of settled on this topic. And I realized that the weird cartoons in the 90s are weird in a different way than the weird cartoons of today are. Because today when a cartoon is considered one of the more weird ones... Like, something like Regular Show or Adventure Time or Gravity Falls or something like that. It's weird by being absurdist. It's weird by just straight up being weird. Like, it just it just doesn't flow logically. Like, just, it's it, it revels in being strange. Whereas, weird cartoons in the 90s, when you have stuff like Rocco's Modern Life or, or more to the point like Ren and Stimpy, it's weird by being gross. It's it's weird by through like toilet humor and implied violence and implied horniness a lot of the time. Like there was that whole thing. Like, there was a whole like episode about like no, there was more than one episode about like a nudist colony uh, in fucking Rocco's Modern Life. They did that yeah, shit more right. than once. Uh, and so that's that's something I'm kind of realizing. And and I hate to buy into the into the whole idea of like oh man, the people who made this cartoon must have been on drugs. It's like no, cr- creative types just do weird things sometimes. That's what makes them creative types. But there was a different tone to the weird cartoons of that era as opposed to the weird cartoons of today. And I just, for some reason, I'd been thinking about that. Yeah, I've been, I've, and I don't really know what, because I agree with you and I don't really know kind of what caused that because I'm, I'll be openly admit I'm nowhere near learned enough to make that kind of judgment call. But if, if I had to speculate, um, I think it might've been a desire to push the envelope. Because, like, creator-driven cartoons were just kind of finally becoming a thing in the in sort of the late 80s and on into the 90s. Because, like, in the 80s, cartoons were all toy commercials. And, I mean, a lot yes. of kids' shows are toy commercials now. Like, let's let's not beat around the bush. You and I are on a podcast for fucking Power Rangers. That's a toy commercial. Yes. But, oh but like, you didn't really – like, before the 90s, you didn't really have very many cartoons where, like, this is some guy's specific – vision, you know? Like, this fucking cartoonist came up with this and made these characters because he wants to make a fucking cartoon, you know? Yeah. It didn't, like, maybe that happened, and I just have selective memory, because, like, we all we all have biases toward our own childhood, I think. Yeah. Um, like, I'm, sh- I'm sure there were a, a, a ton of fucking really good kid shows, like, in the oddies and into the, the early 2010s that I never gave the fucking time of day because I was too old for them, you know? Yeah. But... I don't know. It's it's just my weird observations. Anyway, this this was your this is your topic pick, and I've done most of the talking. So what what uh what do you got, my man? You've done most of the talking because you're killing it. One thing I did want to talk about though, that's a little more specifically aimed at because I was also thinking about this, and this kind of just hit me. It's kind of a discussion on what kind of what survived the '90s, and in a lot of instances, why did it survive the '90s? And I'm specifically thinking. Like, so, we got, during the 90s, we had Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess it technically released in 1989, the first game did, but, like, fuck you. Wait, did it? I think it may have. Let me look. I could swear, maybe in Japan? 
But like, but that, that is one of those things where you get into the things like culturally, decades are not really hard lines when it comes right down to it. Yeah. No, it was 1991. It was absolutely a 90s franchise. So I was okay. wrong. Yeah. So we had Sonic the Hedgehog, and Sonic the Hedgehog is a franchise that has obviously survived like a ludicrous amount of bullshit that would have killed basically any other franchise, like Stone Cold Dead. And and I know this isn't really an explicitly a Sonic thing, but, I mean, I'm me and you're you. Why the hell did that franchise survive when, like, so many others died out? Wait, which franchise? Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. How the um, fuck did that f- series ever survive? Ha- Stab in the Dark, I think it's because a lot of similar franchises were chasing what they were doing. Like that, Like, that was the thing, is... If you were making a platformer in the 90s, you weren't trying to make a Mario clone. You were trying to make a Sonic clone. And I think I think the f- formula for success that Sonic has is so unique to Sonic that trying to replicate it is a bad idea. I and would actually agree with that, especially on the basis that Sega can't seem to fucking replicate it. No, they can't. I mean, I mean that's not actually fair because, so- again, Sonic Mania happened and, uh, yeah, that game's really good. Yeah, and and like kind of to your point, they brought Bubsy back recently. They did, and it, I can't believe no this one wanted Bubsy. Man. I can't. Okay, I can't fucking believe I'm saying this. I'm actually disappointed by that Bubsy game because that. And but, let me hear me you out because this isn't an ironic thing. That game was being developed by Black Forest Games, who did the Gianna Sisters reboot, which was a game that was much much better than it had any right to be. So I actually had some, not a lot, some hope for that game. And it just, it was, that, it's bad. I mean, Bubsy's shit. I have to imagine that that's less on the developers and more on Accolade, because uh, having seen that game and seen, like, the total amount of, like, that is a very short game. It is unbelievably short. Is it literally just, like, the one screen? So and by, is it oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Like, like the, the world map is just that one screen, near as I can tell. Like you, you can beat that thing in a couple of hours. It's okay. And and the thing is, like, and you could also technically argue that about like Sonic Forces, re- you know, recently. But there's clearly a lot of like difference from level to level, and tons of like work went into Sonic Forces. It does it. I mean, to what end is up to you. But yeah, like it, like watching people play that, watching let's plays of it, and things like that, and and. And yeah, in some ways, watching a Let's Play to judge a game isn't quite fair, but it is glaringly obvious that the budget for the new Bubsy game was $5 and a rubber band. Yeah. Like, and they, they had to get, give the rubber band nothing. back at the end. Like, yeah, yeah. Shit. <laughs> the, the rubber band was just to hold the $5 together because it was five ones. Yeah. Spring for an actual fiver. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, it's better yet. It's like a bundle of fucking quarters kept together by a rubber band, and they like grab it and it like slips out at the middle, and like all the quarters fall all over the floor, and they have to yeah. scramble to pick them up. Like holy shit! <laughs> yeah, you spent too long picking up those quarters. That's more crunch time, guys. God damn it, Bubsy was a fucking thing in the nineties. Yeah, how the fuck did that series like ever obtain the level of infamy that it did? Like genuine question, because there were tons of like shitty because, me too fucking Sonic mascot platforms. Because there was tons and tons of money put behind the marketing for that game. Because remember, there was that weird pilot for a series that never took off, but still aired on like Thanksgiving, oh, and they yeah, advertised fuck. on the box of the first game that it was going to air on Thanksgiving. And like, Holy and that was fuck. the thing. If you bought that box, like you would have that advertisement on the box. I did as a kid, and it would be on that box forever. 
and I would I was one I spent so much of my childhood wondering like hmm I wonder what the Bubsy special was like and now we know <laughs> and it's like holy fuck I dodged a bullet apparently yeah no the Bubsy special was fucking awful it was it, that's not me being cute it was it's really it's really really bad <laughs> listen, listen folks you heard you probably heard our episode on bold eagles. Matt and I seek out bad media for yep. enjoyment purposes. We do a podcast on fucking Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Power Rangers. We, we are not strangers to bad, bad, bad television. I could not finish the Bubsy special. I couldn't, I couldn't make either. it. Th- it's 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 a half hour thing. It like and so and bearing in my commercials, it's probably got to be like twenty minutes long, something like that. I couldn't. I couldn't get through. I got maybe a third of the way before. Yeah, I, had I was gonna say. I think I got about ten minutes in before I'm like, you know what? Some things just aren't fucking worth it. Yeah, I have. I off. have. I have a life to live somewhere, and it's not here. I mean, a fairness is named the Bubsy special. I was able to make it farther through that one than I was through the first episode of the Nut Shack. But <laughs> when when your only favorable point of comparison is the goddamn Nut Shack. Oh, God. But- Holy shit. Have you yeah. ever seen the first episode? This is complete digression. Have you ever seen the first episode of the Nut Shack? I, I have not. I've seen bits I- and pieces because it became a meme for a while. And just- I... <laughs> I made it four minutes into the first episode. Holy shit. I was going okay. I was I was holding out okay. And then Harat showed up. I was able to tolerate about 15 seconds of that. I was like, no. No, 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 no. Isn't that no, like the not. rat that's a robot or something? Yeah. Yep. Fuck mm-hmm. me. That show is... <laughs> God. Oh, what? fuck. Oh, anyway. You can blame a lot of things. There were a lot of bad things that happened in the 90s, but it, the nut shack hadn't happened yet. That was clearly like a... That was a clear... <laughs> That's why it was a better world we want to return to. It's Yeah, exactly. Blame the Bush administration. Blame them for the <laughs> nut shack. I, I'm, I'm totally okay with blaming things on the Bush administration. I'll blame yep. things on the Bush administration day in, day out. Don't worry. Uh, oh, yeah. No, that wasn't a joke. Blame things on the Bush administration. Blame them for the nut. Blame them specifically for the existence of the nut shack. <laughs> but, so, yeah, like, the reason Bubsy was fucking infamous is because Accolade, like, they wanted to have a mascot on par with Sonic or Mario. Like, they, they really wanted it. And, you know, as, as, you know, characters like Crash Bandicoot or Spyro would prove later, you didn't need to be the person who owned the console to create a mascot properly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hell, Capcom had Mega Man for a good long time. Um, and, and yes, I use past tense. You know, they don't yeah, care no, about Mega Man anymore. Fight. That's, that, um, I, does any, is anyone gonna fight you? I don't know. I don't think anyone's gonna fight you over a statement like that. I just want, I just want to challenge people to fight me. I'm just in that mood. I'm, um, uh, okay, talking about enough. Bubsy puts me in the mood to punch something. I mean, you could probably just ask people to fight you and be like, "Hey, you want to fight me? I kind of want to fight." Yeah, that'd okay. probably be probably be a little bit better way to go about it. But you know, it's weird because we sit here and we shit on Bubsy for being like terrible because it was, and like the fact that it was like blatantly marketed as like kind of like, "Whoa, look at this mascot, kids! Wow!" And it really was like seriously. I, I was just about to say, like, track down that Thanksgiving special, but don't do that. Um, but, you know, as much shit as we give it, in a sense, they actually were right and it worked. Because 
Mock it all you want, but Bubsy does actually have a legacy. Yeah. I mean, no one fucking remembers Ario the Acrobat. Oh, God. Except, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's a deep pull, right? Maybe, like, yeah. ten people remember that. But, no, and, like, no one remembers, like, Blinks the Time Cat. Not a 90s thing, but whatever. Blinks the um, Time Sweeper. Yeah. What? Yeah. Fucking, there we go. Awesome Possum. Oh, God, people kind of remember Awesome Possum because it was a factory of shitty memes, but, like, people genuinely- <laughs> Mostly also because, like, that's a damn good name for a character, and it's a shame it's wasted on that thing. On that fucking- yeah, ugh. Also, but, like, that it was weirdly, like, that was the game was about recycling, wasn't it? Yeah! No, that, that game was very much a <laughs> you Captain did, Planet. You did fucking pop quizzes about environmentalism. <laughs> God. His and, like, name was Awesome Possum. It's so fucking- heartbreaking because like i do care very much about the environment and like now more than ever like that's something we really need to convince kids is like like, listen this is super important our world is dying but also like the attempts to impress that message when we were growing up were so bad yeah so bad like i don't understand why they were weren't just honest and be like hey kids protecting the environment is important to create a sustainable well, world where everyone can live in not heaps of festering garbage. Well, the, the problem is we, we push the idea that saving the environment is an individual mandate thing and not a problem with corporations. I don't understand. Well, because, like, the, the biggest polluters are far and away, like, like businesses. No, Fucking not. some asshole littering on the sidewalk isn't actually doing all that much in the grand scheme of things as far as problems. But... But like I, I, I need my Coca Cola. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We all need our Coca Cola. <laughs> Where's no going ethical, with this? There's no ethical consumption under capitalism. No, there anyway, isn't. Anyway, anyway, we were going to the th- place where like make fun of it all you want, but Bubsy actually does have a legacy. Yeah. It's a legacy of like, I guess, largely ironic memes. Yeah, kinda. But, like, there is genuine love for that franchise, and it's weird, and I don't understand it, because it was, it, it, they're not good. The games it's, aren't good. They're love go for being bad, it. essentially. Like, like, <sighs> haha, laugh at this. It's, it's, in a, in a weird sort of way, it's kind of where Shrek is at, you know? Yeah, but the except, here, I, except here's the thing, here's the thing. There was a time when there was an earnest love for Shrek. Yeah, I was about Both to say, the difference- never had that. Yeah, well, earnest love from children i was gonna say the difference there is shrek's one and i would say even shrek 2 are genuinely solid movies like they're yeah shrek 2 leans a lot harder into the pop culture stuff which makes it more dated but there's still a lot of really solid humor to be derived in that movie yeah speaking of dated starbucks references the biggest thing i remember from shrek 2 is that gag where like the city's under siege by the giant gingerbread man and boy that's a sentence i mean it was and people run screaming from one starbucks into a starbucks that's right next door you see, I actually remember a fair amount about that movie that's not related to, like, the pop culture stuff, as evidenced by that one time me and Crystal just started listing off random Shrek 2 scenes. And we did that for, like, half an hour straight. It's actually kind of crazy how much I remembered about Wasn't that Wasn't Crystal movie. going on at length about how sexy, like, handsome Shrek after the spell yeah. is? <laughs> yeah, and people were like, handsome Shrek is ugly, and I'll rep for my girl Crystal here. No, you're fucking wrong. Handsome Shrek is a reasonably attractive dude. It's in his name. It's, his name is Handsome Shrek. Yeah. And they're not lying. And people are like, oh, he's, he's fucking ugly. I'm like, no, no, he's not. And, like, you can put that fucking shit back. Damn, Handsome Shrek is ugly. Fuck out of here. 
<laughs> you got genuinely upset about that. I did. Who the fuck are these people that throw stones? Handsome Shrek is not a bad looking dude at all. He's not even close. He, yeah, so he looks a little. <laughs> I, we, God damn let's, it. Let's rein it in. Let's rein it in. Yeah, fuck. Okay. Fucking God damn it. What were we going on about? Because uh, Bubsy. Right. I was going to say, I think. I think there is a real missed opportunity here because I I genuinely believe you could make a good game out of a modern take on Bubsy. I think you somebody really genuinely could, but somebody clearly, did though. Yeah, and oh, it's something I was about to say. So, do we want to bring up Bubsy in the James Terrell retrospective? Let's let's bring that up in a second. But first, okay. I, I do want to mention uh, that it's just it's very clear that Accolade either does not have or is not willing to spend the money. That it would take to get Bubsy like, like an actual proper like reboot of Bubsy off the ground. Because remember, they re- they released the first two Bubsy games on Steam, and then it came out that they had literally just taken the fucking Xenos emulator and two ROMs, and made that into a single executable and fucking sold it on Steam for five dollars. And they thought no one would notice. God, that or they just didn't give a shit. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, supposedly they fixed it after the backlash. And what's weird about it is people weren't even, like, there was backlash, but most of it wasn't even because of how lazy it was. Most of it was because they essentially didn't, like, credit or pay or do anything for the guy who actually made the emulator. Yeah. It's and like, I mean, let's be real. You just took bullshit. this dude's code. Come on. Yeah. And let's be real. That is some bullshit. But, yeah, no yeah. one, re- I, I actually distinctly remember that. Yeah, no one actually gave a fuck that it was just a bu- ROM dump. I guess it's because plenty of people had done that on Steam before. They were hardly the first, but, like, yeah. So, Bubsy and the James Terrell Retrospective was a game made by Arcane Kids. Yeah. Um, like most games made by Arcane Kids, it was really weird. Yeah, and I'll, kind of speaking of the 90s, they also followed that up with uh, the Sonic Dreams Collection. They did follow that up with the Sonic Dreams Collection. That game was also really, really weird. I think we've already talked about the Sonic Dreams collection, so we won't dwell Maybe on it. Maybe a little bit? Yeah. I, but, and we talked about it during the Sonic episode, I know, because, yeah. like, yeah. But, um, the Sonic, or, yeah, the Sonic Dreams collection is genuinely a game really worth playing, by the way. And I... I think they, I think they both are. I think I think, I, think I, I would agree. Yeah. I should probably oh, go that's back... Oh, that's another reason why Bubby, Bubsy is infamous. I almost forgot about that. Bubsy 3D came out, like, at about the same time as Mario 64 and Crash Bandicoot. That w- that was part of the trifecta of, like, the video game industry's first, like, big push into 3D. And, like, and yeah, Jumping Flash was the thing, but almost no one cared about Jumping Flash as good which as is it actually was. Kind of a, I was about to say, which is actually kind of a shame, because Jumping Flash, in a lot of ways, was a very ahead-of-its-time game. Speaking yeah. of, like, games that no one remembers, that were, at the, speaking of, like, 90s things that no one remembers, that were actually pretty good, Jumping Flash definitely makes it on that list. Yeah. But I was going to say is, like, out of that trifecta, Mario 64 is, like, it's... Some people still consider it, like, an untouchable perfect game, which is kind of silly, because that game is very deeply flawed. Yeah. But still, it's it's set the stage for the rest of the 3D Marios. It's set the stage for a lot of 3D gaming just in general. And Crash Bandicoot, like, here's the thing. A lot of people like to shit on Crash Bandicoot, but I would argue that, like, it has a similar role. It It set the stage for a very sort of similar sort of 3D platforming, the less explorative and more sort of traditional platforming get from A to B sort of thing. Uh, and, like, and also, and fuck you, Crash Bandicoot is still a good game. Eat shit. 
I'm sorry. This, <laughs> now, this, this, I'm not this, is, this one I genuinely will be like, fucking come at me, bro. Because like I know there are a lot of people who say otherwise, fuck you, Crash. Yeah, and I remember we talked about this, actually. And like you like the Crash game more than I do, for sure. But I was like, there is a shocking amount of enmity for what honestly can just very simply be described as a better-than-average, but maybe not altogether super great platformer series from the 90s. Yeah. I think I even used, like, those exact words, because... Yeah, what the fuck is up with people? And that's gotten even weirder because, like, then, because now, like, the Crash Collection came out and people were like, oh, Crash is actually sweet. And it's like, I don't, like, what the I fuck think it's happened? The, I think it's the internet's just general tendency to want to shit on things people like. <laughs> I mean, it's like, people enjoy this thing that I don't enjoy. We can't have that now, can we? I, I mean, uh, uh, maybe because fuck if I can come up with a better explanation for any I of mean, that. I mean, listen. You can dislike Crash. Like, that is a legitimate opinion. It has its problems, and maybe they're too much for you. But to be like, this is terrible, no one should have liked this ever, it's kind of bullshit. And this is, you know, this is still within the wheelhouse of our 90s discussion. That's sort of the weird thing to think about. Is yeah, that no, we're this talking totally about, is. We're talk, yeah, we're talking about, like, 2D and, and Sonic and stuff. That was just the first half of the 90s. And then, like, when did when did Crash 1 drop? Was it 96? It was like 96, 97 PS1, and yeah, there were a bunch of like really good, and speaking of like other really, I mean, fuck, Jumping Flash was a PS1 game. Other like really good things from the 90s that have largely gone, although it was much yeah, later I, I do, I do, before we move on, I do want to finish the thought, was like, sure. that's another part of why Bubsy is so infamous, is because Bubsy 3D, which is famously one of the worst 3D games ever made, and indeed one of the worst games ever made, period, just altogether, full stop, came out like... That was part of the big push to 3D. Like, you looked at all the gaming magazines uh, in the lead-up to, to to those days. It was They would list four games as, like, this is this is platformers finally going into 3D. They would list Crash Bandicoot, Mario 64, the cancelled Sonic Extreme, uh, and that's a whole other kettle of, kettle of fish. That Apparently, like, some internal politics at Sega got that game cancelled. And then fucking Bubsy 3D. And Bubsy 3D was a fucking just... It was a dumpster fire. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, to what you were going to say a second ago. Um, I was going to say, speaking of like other things that were really good in the 90s that were largely forgotten for a long period of time, some of them still are. Like, it just occurred to me that two of like my favorite games of all time, um, that one of which actually came back. So what I'm... Fuck. I had a train of thought here and it going. Uh, let me simplify this. Uh, Netrunner was originally made in the 90s. I never actually played that version of the game. It came back later in 2012. Um, I like that game a lot. We can talk about that in a moment. Uh, cl- just hit me, actually. Klonoa also came out. I think 98. Uh, yeah, that, 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 game was a, was, that was like the whole, with the whole like 2.5D uh, kind of thing was really happening. Yeah, like That's pandemonium. That's something that never truly went away, but there were folks who were like, well, listen, we want to do 3D graphics, but making a 3D game is hard. People are still figuring it out. Nintendo did a really good one, but that game still has some camera problems, and we don't want... Like, listen, if Nintendo couldn't figure out 3D cameras, who the fuck are we to figure out 3D also, cameras? Let's just make a 2D game. Yeah, also, if I recall, uh, Sony was really weird around that time, and they didn't want, like, pure 2D games on their system or something to that effect, if I'm recalling correctly. So, devs kind of had to get creative at points, and, like, 2.5D was a way to get around that. But, like, all... <sighs> And that's it's a real weird. shame because, like, you see games like fucking like the original Rayman, and like that game had a lot of problems. Like, it was way too yeah. brutally difficult. Just I was about to say up, the original Rayman is actually like a bad game. It's yeah, like, full stop. Uh, but like, it is a fucking 
beautiful game. Oh yeah, no, that game is gorgeous. And we could have had a renaissance of just sprite work games that looked like that shit. And I mean, we're kind of starting to see that now, now that like the indie scene is starting to like really push for like, you know, sprite work that 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 has art and 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 craft put into it well beyond what anything would have been possible in the Genesis or SNES days. Like Yeah. Like, stuff that's not necessarily cutting edge today, but, like, just really just beautiful, beautiful shit. And it's like, we could have had that, man. We could we could have had that in the PS1 days. You know, we could have we could have had the next evolution of that kind of shit then instead of having to wait until, like, the last few years. You know, we could have fucking had it all, man. And you had to fuck it up, Sony. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like there was, like, a ten-year lapse. Um, because there's basically a 10-year time, period of time, where I can't remember, like, any, like, really good, like, 2D-looking, like, hand-drawn 2D-looking games. And then you started to get stuff like Odin Sphere, you started to get stuff like Castle Crashers, you started to get stuff like Braid around, like, 2005, 2008, around, like, that period of time. Basically, once we realized that, like, digital distribution was a real-deal fucking platform model, and you could actually, like, have multiple tiers of, like, price costing... And you can make games for more niche audiences. Then suddenly 2D kind of started to come back into the fold, I feel. This is just, by the way, this is just pure speculation on my part. But, like, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's weird thinking on, like, Klonoa and Netrunner, though. Because both of those were games. And I I never played the original incarnation of Netrunner. But it was a game that was very widely, not, well, actually, that's bullshit. It wasn't widely loved. But it was really loved and intensely fondly remembered by a Nishad, by like the 15 people who played it. Same with Klonoa. The difference is Klonoa's fucking dead, and Netrunner came back and became, in what is in my opinion, the greatest game of all time, full stop. And like, what? And like, Jumping Flash died. Like, what the fuck determined, was the determining factor of like, why some of these things came back? Because there are 90s reboots. And there are 90s reboots of even, like, less successful franchises, i.e. Bubsy. What the fuck saved those ones and, like, not others? Do you think it was just, like... And I know that's a very broad question, and the answer might come down to, well, it depends on the particular circumstances of said franchise, but, like, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? I mean, I don't think there's a magic formula for that. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. And, And for some things, like... And again, like, we talk about Bubsy. The number one motivator is trying to make a quick buck. Yeah. They like the accolade really, really wanted a mascot in the '90s, so they pushed hard for it, and now they still really, really want to have a mascot, and they they have Bubsy laying around. It's like, well, let's make something with Bubsy, you know. The the arcane kids made that fucking irony game about the art museum. Let's let's uh, let's you know take advantage of the fact that our characters like got good SEO right now, so let's just fucking put it out there. God. And as far the as like jumping flash, said- like jumping flash had an innovative take on how to make 3d platforming work and it was to be like it was to be in first person and when you were airborne the camera would point right at the ground so you could see where your feet were and it was an awkward but ultimately workable solution to a problem at the time but like it's a it's also a problem that i feel has largely been solved at this point like you kind of like 3d games still have camera problems at times but I don't think I don't think you need to like reinvent the three D platforming camera at this point. Word. Also, um, and we'll move on to what I think it's kind of like the kind of like my final talking point anyway. Um, but before we move on, it also just hit me that um, 
fucking, oh god, what was I going to say? Right, MechWarrior was a 90s thing as well. MechWarrior 1 technically came out in 1989, but like, fuck you, no one remembers MechWarrior 1. It was terrible. MechWarrior 2 is the one. And that's another franchise that went dormant for a long period of time and got recently rebooted. Okay. Which I'm actually very happy about because that was one of the things from my childhood that I actually liked. But yeah, I okay. guess that's my, my final point of, uh, final kind of like talking point. You remember that Satanic Panic was a real thing when it came to games? And like yeah. the weird, and like the weird, like morality fucking, not necessarily purely Satanic Panic, although that was definitely a thing, but also like the weird morality panic over games in the 90s? Yeah, the fucking, um, what's his name? Uh, Jack Thompson. Jack Thompson, yeah, thinking. yeah, yeah. And there are a couple of others as well. Yeah, it was it was mostly Jack Thompson. Uh, Joseph uh, Joe Lieberman Lieb- was also in there. I was about to say Joe Lieberman. Yeah, I was going to say Joe Lieberman as well. I only remember that because Bob. Uh, God, Joe Bush. fucking Lieberman. That that jackass almost became vice president. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I, and but, here's the thing, folks. I don't want to get into it, but like, I'm not just upset about the video games thing. I got plenty <laughs> other reasons to hate fucking Joe Lieberman. <laughs> don't you worry. But none as big as the video games, right? No. What? You mean video games aren't the sole determining pa- factor no, no, in politics? Holy shit, what? Yeah, but here's the thing, like, <laughs> so many so many fucking jackasses are, like, still, like, trying to hit the, the, the panic button about the possibility of video games being censored, and, like, like Jam Th- Jack Thompson isn't some fucking just has-been who's stopped being relevant, like, fucking decades ago. Like, is he even still alive? Yes, he's still alive. I don't know what he's oh, that's doing. that's a shame. Um, video games... Were no long. No one gives a shit about violent video games anymore. So he sort of was just like, "Yeah, it's not yeah. easy political talking points anymore." So I'm gonna fuck off. Yeah. What were you gonna talk? What were you gonna say? Sorry, I cut you off. No, I don't really have any anywhere that I'm going with that. Oh, okay. You just don't like. You just really don't like Joe Lieberman. I no. I, I just get- really fucking hate Joe Lieberman. <laughs> Fair enough. Really. But yeah, it's crazy to think about because like that was a real fucking thing that happened, and it was like a ten year period of time. And we've lived it. And kids nowadays will literally never know that. Shit, what kind of fucking bullshit controversies do you think the kids nowadays are going to have to grow up with? Um, I think it's just gay and trans panic at this point, if I'm <laughs> being honest. Yeah. Like, not not to get super into politics, but I think these days parents are just worried that their kids are going to be one of them queers. Like, that's that's where we're at now. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. It doesn't really feel like... Well... It doesn't feel quite analogous though, because gay panic was still a thing during the nineties. Yeah, but I mean like that's that's the that's the one that all the parents are focused on at the moment, I would say. I guess that's fair. I don't know. There was that really weird like religion. that was a really like weirdly religious time in a lot like touched by an a- fuck, ninety shit, touched by an angel. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? I mean that that kind of show never truly went away. I don't think anything's been a hit on the scale of Touched by an Angel, but we had that one uh uh, like, Joan of Arcadia in the late aughts, I think it was. It was, like, this girl who, like, who could talk to God or something like that. Oh, my God, I just remembered Touched by an Angel at least went into the 2000s because there was a fucking 9-11 episode of that show. Wow, I had managed to repress oh, that one. Sh- what? Wow! wow. <laughs> that backfired! <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> 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 We should pull up. We should pull up. <laughs> yeah, no, um, we're slamming the eject lever right now. What is yeah. it with us and going out on ta- tangents about fucking 9-11? I don't Holy know. Holy shit. Um, I don't know. Let's, uh, 
You want to just end it? I yeah, think we're, going lo- we're going a little long. Let's anyway, just move I on feel. to questions. Yeah. Uh, wow. I might clean this up a bit. Uh, I might clear out some of the things we said toward the end there. Um, <laughs> Wait, I don't, I don't think we said anything like super objectionable. Or we talked about nine eleven. We did talk about 9-11, but not in, like, a shitty, okay. tasteless way, though. More in, like, a wow, there was a 9-11 episode of Touched by an Angel, that. Yeah. Okay, I, well, let's, let's, let's please move on. Yeah, no, we can move on. Okay, questions from at what is cosplay. Have you seen Fresh Off the Boat? I think it's a pretty good examination of 90s stuff. I have not. I haven't either. Uh, I, I went ahead and looked it up, but it takes place in the 90s. It's apparently... Uh, about a family of Taiwanese Americans who move from Washington D.C. to Orlando, Florida, uh, and suddenly find out they're the basically the only Asian people in town and are worried about fitting in, and that's the basis of that show. Uh, it is apparently a semi autobiographical uh, show uh, based on uh, uh, on a guy's memoir. Huh? So, yeah, I, I've actually to... heard good things about it. So, and you said they moved to Florida? Yeah. God. Oof. Yeah. That's that's rough. Yeah, Florida's not a good place. No, it's not. Florida is a blasted fucking hell place. Yep. No one should live there. Alright. Uh, from at your friend Molly, your friend and mine, uh, what's your favorite 90s music? Oh, fuck. Um, I'm, I'm all about the grunge. You, you know, give me some fucking Stone Temple Pilots, some fucking Pearl Jam, Nirvana, all that shit. Let me uh, do a little bit of digging here. I are you, are you thinking of a band and you have to double check they're in the nineties? No, I'm I'm thinking here. So it's kind of weird because here, me, I never let me, let me clear this up by by also asking another question someone sent us that is uh, very related uh, from at personal corpse. Do you prefer the grunge, alt rock, or early pop punk of the nineties? Early pop punk. Okay. Does that help at all? Um, no, because it's not related to any of that, actually. Um, so the weird, the reason for my reaction and the weird thing about this is the music from the 90s I liked, I largely discovered later, because I was going to say rap. Like, because you had Biggie Smalls, you had Tupac, you had the Wu-Tang Clan, you have some of, like, the best rap music ever produced during that era. Um, the thing that makes it weird is I didn't listen to any of that, until about 15 years after the fact. Yeah, about the same. So, so does that delegitimize it? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, it's so this is a whole other topic, but the idea of, like, nostalgia for a time you either weren't alive for or for a movement you maybe were there for but missed out on entirely, it's, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah, and I'm not, like, nostalgic for it. I mean, I mean, I mean, purely in terms of the question, it just said, what's your favorite 90s music? So that's a legitimate so, yeah. answer. So, yeah, it would be rap then, because, like, holy shit. Yeah, wow. Which isn't, like, which isn't, like, discount rap music produced now. It's also very good, but, like, damn. There were some really killer, killer albums that released during that time. All right. Ooh, uh, yeah. From At Tabletop Gamera. Before uh, we move on, though, uh, we were supposed to say Coheed and Cambria, right? God, no. <laughs> I don't even know if they're an this thing. I don't either. Okay, let's move on. All right, uh, from at Tabletop Gamera, what's your favorite 90s thing that no one remembers? Oh, God. Um, off the cuff, it would probably be Klonoa. Uh, I would... That no one remembers. Let me think. I mean, my also, pick is... Go ahead. 
I was going to say, also, we've done a 90s episode, and we didn't mention Doom once. Not even, like, during the whole, like, moral outrage thing. That game was at, like, the fucking center of that. Yeah. I mean, so was Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I feel like Mortal Kombat was kind of the big one in that, though. Um, like, like Doom Kombat- was violent, but Mortal Kombat, like, like the violence was a selling point. That yes. was on the box. Like, you know, like, like it would say, you know, it, it, like, like first bullet point fucking on the box. Really fucking violent. Fucking blood and, and bones everywhere. Don't you, let you uppercut a dude and he explodes into like 20 rib cages. Don't let your mom see you play this game. Remember when EA fucking did that shit in like the year of our Lord? I think it was 2011 for Dead Space 2. Yeah. They did a fucking it might have been for the first let- Dead Space, actually. No, no, it was it was number two. I remember okay. it was number yeah. two because there was no bullshit yeah. They, they like filmed that. they filmed like like old women watching footage of the game and reacting poorly, and it's like, oh my god, dudes, seriously. They did they did like a don't let your mom see you playing this game advertisement. This is the for fucking M- stupidest kind of ad campaign for an M rated to, to market your product on who is not going to like it. Yeah, and on I remember that was a thing a few years back with like the like when I was uh, still watching football, there was ads everywhere for like fucking Dr Pepper Ten, and they were all about like this is a man's diet drink. It's not for women, you know, like that that whole fucking thing. Oh no 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 no! The worst example. Fucking speaking of the nineties, the worst example of fucking advertising about who you don't want to have buy your product and having it fucking backfire. Do you remember the Mick Deluxe? I do not. It was a it was a sandwich that McDonald's had, and it was marketed for adults. But all the ads were uh, pictures of children looking disgusted about how they don't like the burger because it's a grown up burger, and so they were trying to get people to buy this limited time burger at McDonald's that's aimed at adults because they wanted to try and move away from the kitty image because you know like you know Happy Meals and such and such. And but like they ad- their advertising was kids looking at the burger and looking disgusted, and it's like my dudes, that's not effective marketing. Jesus Christ! And I even remember at the time being a kid and trying those burgers and liking it. So hey, you know McDonald's free marketing for for a sandwich you've stopped carrying 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> I I but- love how <laughs> child you was like the marketing says kids think this is gross i'm going to try one anyway yeah well because <laughs> i what like that that is the one area where it was effective because it's like i want to have this grown-up burger for like grown-ups because i liked it because <laughs> you know because uh because you know i was growing up in a home where i was the oldest of seven children there was one parent who worked night so i mainly had to raise my siblings a lot of the time and my, a lot of my childhood was just kind of gone to the either so i tried to make up for it by just being an adult but, uh, to that I, end... I, I love how, like, your and my shitty childhoods keep coming up in the periphery. A little fucking bit, yeah. A, it's um, fucking amazing. I think that's why the 9-11 tangents keep happening. I think that's me. A little God bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I, I was desperate to do things uh, that were more adult all the time because I was a fucking idiot and I didn't realize how good I had it by still being a child. You see, I I take an opposite. I kind of look back on it in the opposite tact. Like I, I look back on my childhood. I'm like, yep, so glad I don't have to deal with any of that shit anymore. Man, no, that's the fucking thing. Is I spent so, like, this is the fucking tragedy of 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 Mike. You know, while while I'm fucking opening up about my bullshit, I spent my entire childhood trying to be an adult, and I've spent my entire adulthood trying to recapture my childhood. It's fucking sad. But anyway, my, yeah, the point is the Mick Deluxe campaign child, was real bad. <laughs> I spent my entire childhood, well, not my entire childhood, years one through eight were pretty good. Then 9-11 happened and things didn't 
go super hot after that. Yeah. But until then, it was pretty sweet. I got to play like Mega Man Legends and shit. It was tight. Nice. Where, where were we um, going with this? So, so my favorite '90s thing that no one remembers. Uh, I was gonna say I was also gonna say a video game, and I was gonna go with Wiz and Liz for the Genesis. Oh yeah, shit! You do have a weird fondness for that fucking game. It's really good. I don't dispute that. I've have never you ever played, played it? it? No. We need to fucking we need to get you a fucking emulator and a ROM of that. Because uh, I actually convinced Zach to try it uh, when we were doing the extra live stream, and he was just playing a bunch of Genesis games, and uh, he liked it. It's it's really good. You just you fucking you collect rabbits. And you collect like magical fruits and vegetables, and then <laughs> you, you fucking, like you fucking throw you them in a cauldron, rabbits. and weird shit happens because you're a fucking spellcaster. Oh, you throw the rabbits in the cauldron? No, 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 no. You throw the fruits and vegetables in the cauldron. Okay, I was yeah. gonna say that's actually super and, like, fucked up. You, you can have like weird shops and like mini games. There's a mini game where you like throw tomatoes at these caricatures of the developers in the stocks. It's fucking great. Weird. Oh, it's a weird like the level select screen is a d- decrepit roller coaster floating around in space. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's made by the people who made uh, Lemmings, so it's it's that it's that style of humor and 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 uh, absurdity huh. uh, flowing throughout it. Wiz and Liz, really good. You're actually doing a pretty good job of selling me on this game. Yeah. Um. Oh, also the music's really good, so that's that's something. Word. Uh, do we want to move on? Uh, yeah, I think we're done. I mean, those both seem like pretty solid answers. I like. I, weirdly enough, we both picked platformers. I guess would be the only observation I made. Yeah, I think that's just something that's going to come up a lot when you talk about the '90s because that was kind of the era of the platformer. Yeah, it was, but there are also like a bunch of other like movies and shit. But we were not watching movies during that period of time. We were nope. watching. Hell, yeah, I'm not okay. really watching movies now. I kind of watch movies more often. It's weird. I watch movies more often now, which just means I occasionally watch movies. Make of that right. whatever you will. All right. Uh, from at Paul C. Pace. Do you remember the show called Power Rangers? It was this crazy, like, Saved by the Bell, but half of it was this weird Japanese show. Do you think people might talk about this show soon? Does anyone nope. else remember this? No. No? Moving on. Sounds fake to me. <laughs> uh, from at Frankie Extra. Favorite 90s work of furry media? Sonic. Sonic's up there. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. I mean, it's either Sonic or Star Fox, I feel. Star Fox is, hmm. Star Fox is good. Um, hmm. Hmm. I mean, most of the Disney afternoon is up there, too. Yeah, Rescue say. Rangers would be pretty high up there. I feel like it's just gotta be Sonic, though, like. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, prob- what, yeah, it's what else? Just- what else could it be, really? I mean, there are a lot of other good choices, but like for you and me, like let's cut the bullshit. It's Sonic. Yeah, it's Sonic. You're right. Uh, okay, from at Pidmon, that fucking soda stripe, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that like that solo cup that's like the, the 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 blue splotch and the little purple zigzag. Oh yeah, no, I totally know. That yeah, shit's yeah. Tight. I mean, that's the I thing. It's it. like that's 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 all she had to say, and we knew what she was talking about instantly. Yeah, no. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, she also adds, also 50s diner aesthetic, but pastel. Yeah. 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 That's that's <laughs> that's the thing is, um, there's that specific look of, like, you go in, you, you travel through fucking time, and you land in a place that looks like this, and you know for a fact, you're either in some hip new place in the 1970s, or you're in a fucking McDonald's in the 90s, and it's hard to know which. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have anything meaningful to add here. Yeah. No. Um, okay. <laughs> hey Arnold, Angry Beavers, Rocket Power. You must kill two to save the third. 
I kill angry beavers and I kill rocket power and I shoot rocket power in the gut so I can it'll take longer to die. I was gonna say rocket power is obvious. Like you kill rocket power. Yeah. Like I'm surprised that that was given as one of the options because I think the I think the idea was to make this a hard decision, but it's really not if rocket power no. is one of the choices. No, no, that no, it's easy. You kill rocket power. You you yeah. before you even finish the sentence, like the gun is already in my hands. And it's recoiling because I've already shot rocket power in the gut. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm not as quick to kill angry beavers as you are. I actually remember liking angry beavers a lot. But, yeah, I don't. I don't dislike angry beavers, but I don't like it either. And it, it, it's an easy choice. I don't shoot it in the gut, though. Angry beavers gets a bullet to the head. I was. I was gonna say, but up against like, hey Arnold, like, yeah, it's gotta kill angry beavers. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 I think uh, how many times have we bashed on rocket power in this show? Because I know it's been at least one. It's the worst feel. thing. Yeah, no, it sucks ass. Rocket power is shit. Fuck that show. Yeah. Garbage. Woogity, just, woogity, woogity. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it for questions that aren't things we already covered, so. Oh, shit. All yeah, right. I mean, Der, Der Waffle Mouse uh, asked for clarification if we were talking about uh, nostalgia of the 90s or those weird times in the 90s where nostalgia for the 50s and 70s got big. Um, I guess we wound up talking about both of those things, actually. Oh, also, kind of tying into the 20-year cycle thing. I just remembered a thing that happened in the 90s. Fucking swing music came back. Oh, shit. Yeah. Can you believe that shit? Huh. Oh, God, I really like Electro Swing. (laughs) I mean, Electro Swing's really good. It is really good, but, like, yeah. Yeah. I guess the one lesson... (laughs) Swing came back again during this decade. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought you were referencing. No, I was talking about, like, during the 90s, there was, like, uh, like, it was, like, big band music came back for a while. Like, there was, like, the, the Cherry Poppin' Daddies and uh, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and I'm sure some other bands that were not daddy-based. Um, yeah, like, that was a thing. Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. All right. I think that's a wrap. Um, yeah. Kind of. Also, I know, don't think I mentioned Magic the Gathering at all during this time period. I mean, listen. Or like Street Fighter. Listen, we're not gonna, we're not going to set out to name every single fucking thing that happened in the 1990s. That's not gonna. That's not tenable. We're not setting up a name drop podcast. No. Yeah, I've listened to some Eminem. What's up? What was Eminem I a mean, 90s thing? Yeah. What? Oh, I could have sworn he was a little later than that. Let me let me let me look it up so I know I'm not talking out my ass, but I'm almost positive. I mean, I, I mentioned Will Smith early on, and he was... Yeah, the Slim Shady LP was uh, 98, 99. Oh, wow, it was right at the tail end there. Yep, but it was yeah. a 90s thing. Well, I guess yeah. you could largely argue that it was a, that he largely, like, cemented his fame yeah, like, during that's, the that's 2000s, the thing is, I, but he, he made a name for himself during the late 90s, though. Yeah, so this it kind of ties back into decades kind of being nebulous as, as far as, like, cultural dividers in the first place, is... Sometimes when a, th- a thing technically starts isn't the decade it should really be most associated with. Yeah, although I think I, I distinctly remember Eminem's name coming up during the late '90s, though. So make yeah. of it what you will. Yeah. I also remember distinctly remember it during the 2000s as well. So make of that what you will. All right. But yeah, I I have listened to Eminem though. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure you have. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that's gonna do it. Fuck it, bed. Yeah. Any other final thoughts, my dude? Um, I video games during the '90s were cool. Generally, that I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna say they've always been bad. (laughs) 
I mean, that's almost certainly correct. Video games are fucking shit for idiot morons, but like, yep. yeah. And we're we're idiot morons who like shit. Yeah. So yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, put this fucking thing to bed. So any, anything you want to plug? Nah, I'm good. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and plug if you if you want to write into us uh, at this podcast. It's at G Shaped on Twitter at G S H A P E D on Twitter. Uh, you can hear both of us on some other stuff, but fuck it. You go to G Shaped, you can find everything else. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I think that's gonna do it. So for going pear shaped, I've been Mike. I've been Matt. And always remember, diddle yourself constantly. <laughs> <laughs>